This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, as always, a, a massive welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show, uh, and of course to the the legend himself. How are you today, Kerry? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, well, I don't know really where to start. I don't suppose you know where you're going to start, apart from a, a joyous smile on your face, and, uh, and I suppose that's shared by every Chelsea fan after last week's uh, doom and gloomy show, which uh, we tried to well g up a little bit with the predictions of a draw. And to come away with three points from Wembley away at Spurs, well, it confounded everyone and uh, made us all very happy. I've got to say. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I, I mean, everybody's been just absolutely buzzing all week, to be honest. And you know, I don't. I don't know if we were doom and gloom. I think we were being realistic, to be fair. But I mean, come on, let's face it. None of us, a, I think, really expected it to go so well. But of course. I don't think any of us really expected him to set it up like he did, and and I mean I, I know you, I know you're not a big fan of the old tactics and the formations and stuff, but I, I thought that the way that Conte set the team up not only completely surprised Spurs, but it was it was a real masterclass, I think. Well, what I find it's not a face, it's not a case I'm not a fan of tactics. I mean, if you <laughs> if, if, obviously, if obviously people have uh, or teams have got a certain player that needs to be marked, and you know you you can upset your own team play, if you like, by uh, man-marking him, a Ronaldo or a Messi, or you could try to, for example, or double up on him and, and things like that, I understand, to help rather than one person be exposed to that sort of uh, player. But, you know, to continually change the shape of, of, of a team, we've done it last season and we, we he hit it perfect and he stuck with it and because it, it worked. This season, I did say, and I have said that... Um, you know, teams will start to understand this is how Chelsea play and people will start to do slightly different things and put players in certain areas or to operate in certain areas, which might upset the way Chelsea are because they were so um, resilient last season. Um, and, they, you know, they played very well as a team. Of course, they got their desired results. Um, 
but to continually change the shape and of the side, you know, like for example a diamond, and then there's two older midfield players, and then two wing backs, and you know, continually uh, one up front, two up front, to have players and be that interchangeable. You need a a squad that is quite adaptable to all these changes, and players that are quite prepared to buy into every change that you make. Um, and you you probably argue that you know players should be able to buy into that, but uh, I'm I'm not sure. You know, all of a sudden, one up, then two up, and you know, get the ball forward quicker, or I all get back behind the ball. I can understand it during the course of a game, but to continually chop, chop and change, players will start to become um, unsure of exactly what the manager wants. And uh, you know, I, I think it, it, it's something that's a dangerous ploy. I think if you get something that works like last season, stick with it. But I've, I've got to say, how he set it up with what was available. And, and that's that's the key. It's yeah. what was available to him um, was absolutely fantastic. You know, to, to come out with a, you know, I was I was thinking probably all week. I wonder what team he's going to play. You yeah. know, who's he going to put in? Is he going to blood a youngster? What's he going to do? Um, you know, who's going to be fit? Who might not be fit? Um, it worked perfectly. Um, I say perfectly. There, there was one or two negatives, of course. Um, uh, we'll come on to it during the course of the show, but. Morata, uh, you know, I, I wax lyrical a little bit about his performance as a substitute the week before. And, you know, both both him and Batshuayi are still at the moment for me failing to convince this year. I mean, mm. his performance, Morata's performance wasn't great. And, you know, you hate to start picking faults. It's, it's the normal British way, if you like. You know, we have a great win and start picking one or two players out for, for a bit of stick. But, um, you know, there were one or two that didn't quite, for one reason or another... Um, match the match the result in terms of their performance. Yeah, I I, well, I agree with most of that. I, I've got to be honest. I think I think the Morata issue is interesting actually because I you know I think a lot of us after the after the game and certainly we were talking about it on the on the fancast on Monday. Um, you know, I, he looked he looked like a guy who 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 really just isn't used to playing in the Premier League and 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 I think we 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 all kind of felt he got bullied a bit and and he wasn't able to do that lone striker's role i.e. holding up the ball but i i think the, the the way we looked at it Kerry was that this is probably what what uh Conte means when he says look you know he's going to be really really good but he's not quite ready yet you know whether that be match sharpness match fitness but i think more to the point really trying to adapt to the to the premier league style where he's he, you know the way he kept on you know getting pushed and then falling over and looking for a, for a free kick or a yellow card well that'll work in la liga but it's not going to work here is it no exactly right um you know you spoke earlier on uh, well, last in last week's show about movement silky movement nice mm. went running to nice areas got beyond you're absolutely right. I mean, he did do that on first showing, and he, of course, he got his goal being in the right area. But, you know, the Premier League is different, and I, and I agree with you this time. Um, you know, perhaps <laughs> it's the agreement show. Um, it, you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, it, you've got to stand up and be counted in English football. Certainly, you know, the, well, you say the Premier League, in, in English football, full stop. Uh, British football, if you like. Um, referees are that little bit more lenient. I mean, you see foreign players come here time and time again. They 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 go over and, and referees thinks get up. You know, and there's nothing wrong with you in the continent. They, they touch you and you go down and you're given a free kick for anything. Um, it is different slightly. You know, not mm. totally different, but you know the contact is I suppose allowed a little bit more over here. And and yeah. I think that's the way we like our football. You know, that's why we complain yeah. as an audience. We complain about 
uh, foreigners rolling over. We don't want to see it holding their head and we call it play acting and so on. They call it part of the game over there. It's, it's a part of the game that, you know, they bring a lot to the game. But you see, it's a part of the game that I, I, I don't want them to bring and I certainly don't want it to be accepted. I don't think it will because the supporters don't like it here. Mm. Well, I, you know, I, in, in a sense, I think actually it, it may have done him good to have been introduced to, you know, a very English game so early on, and of course one that we won. So, you know, I don't, I don't think that he will, he, he will leave that match on a bit of a high because we won, although he may have been a bit downhearted because of his own contribution. I've got no doubt he'll, he'll be great. But I, 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 do you know what? I was watching that and listening to you speak. Now I'm just thinking. I mean, how much would have, would you have relished that match where? You know, we were clearly going to defend uh, and we were really going to just kind of suck in the pressure and try and hit them on the counter. And it needed that out ball, which would have been the number nine, to be able to hold the ball up, you know, ride the physical challenges and then try and just keep the ball and then occasionally play people in. And I was just wondering how you'd have liked that. Well, listen, I, I'm, I'd, be, I'd have been somewhere in the middle. Uh, I'd have hated mm. being a totally defensive side. I'd have understood yeah. we were short of strength away at one of our... Uh, opponents who are, you know, expected to win on the day, and you know, you'd have to do your fair degree of defensive work and try and hold it up and and try and run in channels and, and and or do what you needed to do to help the team and their and their ethic as regards defending. But you know, in terms of this is a little bit of uh, help for him in a way. We were set up defensively, and um, you know, he didn't get an awful lot of service. Having said that, he, you know, he's missed the header. Um, and that would have done him a world of good if he'd have scored early on. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you only get them chances so many times in big games, and you know, you, you've got to put them away. Mm. Um, it was it a bit of a sitter, wasn't it? Yeah, he's going to have games like like that. But that was a poor miss in a game of that yeah. stature. It's a poor miss in any game. But but yeah. you know, it might have given him that little bit of an extra boost in terms of what treatment he was getting physically. But yeah. no, I. I don't know whether I'd have liked that sort of game, but he's going to have to get used to it. Uh, Diego yeah. Costa, Didier Drogba, uh, Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, you know, these players would have, would have had it. They'd have accepted it. it, you know. Yeah, this is what it's all part of. And, mm. uh, it, you know, it's, it's what we've come to know as our number nine. And, uh, mm. and Murata or, or Batshuayi or whoever else is, you know, will look to fulfil that role in the well, forthcoming season or even in the future. We'll have to accept that this is the way the English Premier League is and... Uh, you know, they've got, to, they've got to get on with it. Mm. Um, we can't really uh, talk about uh, what happened last Sunday without uh, mentioning that the wonderful uh, George Michael Crawford, Marcus Alonso, uh, in in what was a super. <laughs> I, mean, was, I mean, I tell you, you know, here's the thing, and you you know this, you you've known Chelsea as long as I have, and and that there is nothing that will elevate a player to cult status among Chelsea fans than scoring against Tottenham, particularly a last minute winner. And and it, all week it's been all over it because I mean for the last few weeks actually we've all noticed that he's kind of been lemon bleaching his hair and it is getting a bit George Michael, so it's been absolutely doing the rounds all week on Twitter. But and and you know I think we've all fallen in love with him. But what a what a superb free kick and uh, and his celebration when he got the winner was just superb, wasn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely superb. And I suppose the other thing um, been the, been the Danny Rose transfer requests. You know, it was all uh, a case of. You know, Marcus Alonso, what a day. Um, you know, you, you speak about cult status and the, the, uh, things doing the rounds on Twitter. Someone tweeted about, um, you know, you talk about left-back scoring Wayne Bridge at Arsenal. 
you know, yeah. uh, when yeah. uh, it, it's something that's doing the rounds as well. You know, the, these are things that stick in people's minds. Well, and also at Wembley away, away to Spurs, you know, it's one of them games. People are going to remember that. He's in, yeah. he's in the, the record books. He's in the history books. And, uh, you know, what a wonderful performance. And, you know, it, it, it's great. You know, when people talk about the continual speculation about someone being bought in your position and, you know, you often wonder why or you, I wonder whether you feel the need to the manager. Why are you going in, say, for example, to get another striker? Or why do you want another left back? Why do you want a wing back? Why do you want this? And he just seems to get on with it. You don't hear mm-hmm. a word in the papers. You don't hear, um, you don't hear anything at all about the bloke. All you see is a smile, a celebration, and you know, really, uh, I, I think he conducts himself very well. And I have to say, he's not, he's not going to be a world class left back. He is a very good wing back. It was a wonderful free kick. He is chipping in with goals. Um, he's not an Ashley Cole, but I tell you what, he could grow if he hasn't grown on you already after last week uh, into a recognised player at the club and, and someone who supports. You know, when they look at the team sheet, they say Alonso. Um, that mm. was something last year that perhaps didn't happen. You know, people are saying, oh, I'm "Not sure, not sure." Alonso, Moses, perhaps. You know, people are starting to accept that as part of the team. You know, on the other side, we spoke about Alonso. The, the work ethic that Moses brings in is also very good. And uh, he does give the team decent balance. Both of them, if you like, down, yeah. down both fronts. <clears throat> well, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I happen to think that he's very, very underrated. I think he's a, he's a, he is a good player. And I agree with you. He's not he's not like world class. He's not a world beater. But the reality is, and you know this better than me. You know, it's about having eleven players who 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 make the best team, not having the best eleven individuals on the pitch. And I think he epitomises that. And I also think, and this is an interesting spin on on what might be going on in the transfer market right now. But he's a very, he is a Conte player, isn't he? You know, he does it. He he's a team player. He works hard, and he doesn't make a fuss. You know, and I think that's and, he, and I think he takes instruction, which is obviously what Conte wants. So I think he's very much a Conte player, and you know, like you said, let's hope he goes on to really forge out a, a really decent Chelsea career. And I think he's he he found his way into our hearts, that's for sure. Um, you know, just just an overall thing actually, because you know we went into that game, you know, we we were a bit worried. I think is the, is, is one way of putting it. Um, but it really was quite a, a a win against the odds in a sense. And I'm I'm wondering what kind of confidence that will give the team. You know, going forward, Kerry, really important to get a win early after what happened against Burnley and particularly against Spurs when we were perhaps not expected to. Well, I have to say, I'm not, you know, I went down a little bit after the Burnley, or quite mm. expectedly, really, after the Burnley result. And I'm not going to get now too carried away after the Tottenham result. I think yeah. uh, it's, there's still an air of, uh, <clears throat> um, well, we, ain't, we aren't quite right at the moment. Um, you know, because it's a little bit disturbing that <clears throat> you can produce two performances like that. You know, one of total resilience, and we're not going to get beat, um, siege mentality. Mm. And the other one, of a flimsy first half, whereby a team that's the week after gone and got beat at home, <clears throat> come to our place and, and turn us over quite emphatically. Whether you talk about the second half fight back with nine men or whatever, you know, that first half was still deplorable, and it still sticks in my mind a little bit that they can... You know, produce two performances in, within a week uh, um, of two total ends of the scale. So I am a little bit, hold on, let's just wait and see. I don't think we're settled into the rhythm of last season. 
Mm. I don't think at the moment it's, uh, you know, we've still got players out suspended and injured and so on. Uh, oh, right. Bakayoko has come into the side. He hasn't, you know, he showed glimpses. He, you know, um, people are comparing the start that United had. And of course, the comparisons with Matic will come. Um, some people are saying he's got what Matic hasn't got. He's got more mobility and so on. And, um, you know, there's going to be comparisons all season. But ultimately, if the team don't do so well, people are going to say, "What's the, what? who was the correct buy? You know, was it right mm. to sell Matic? Was it right to get him back? And this is what he's going to have all season. So we're not settled yet. You know, um, Morata hasn't settled in. Batshuayi has struggled in, the, in what I've seen this season. Um, there's an awful lot of improvement and there's a lot of settling down to do. Um, but it's given us heart. It's given us belief. Um, we can go away to any team and produce a performance like that. We've still got world-class players. And if they set their mind to it, you know, who know, who's to say that we can't defend our um, premiership crown this season and, and come away as a... Uh, winning it um, two years on the bounce. But at the moment, I don't think so. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, well, I mean, I think that's a really good point, of course. And, of course, that takes us nicely into uh, the match on Sunday, which, again, you know, we'll we'll know more about the side and where we are, I think. Uh, and Everton uh, are clearly a club uh, that, are, you know, I hesitate to say going places, but they're certainly making an attempt to do it. I mean, I, I think Koeman's a very, very good manager. They've spent some money, um, you know, in in the transfer window this season. Um, I mean, what do you think of Koeman? I, I, I personally, I think he's a really good manager, actually, man. I think he could do things there. I think there's been a, a glut of very good managers recently mm. um, coming to the game. You know, there's complaints about foreign players, foreign managers all the time and so on. But I think there's a glut of good managers. Um, 
as I say, as I always say, and if you listen to the show, you'll hear it time and time again. Football is a results business, yeah. but sometimes it is. It's, it's an expectancy business. It's, it's what's expected of your club. Can you continually reach the level of what's expected expected of the club? And can you punch above your weight every now and again? And um, you know, Truman did that at Southampton. He, you know, people like Martinez has done it recently as well with with well Everton and Southampton. <laughs> you know, Truman yeah. sort of followed them. Uh, but, the, you know, I, I, I kind of like Klopp. He hasn't had the results that perhaps Liverpool expect. But mm. as a manager, I quite like his, uh, the way he is. You know, um, some people do, some people don't. Um, I think there's some decent managers around. Uh, I, I quite like this Pochettino as a manager. You, mm. know, uh, you know, there are some good managers about. Um, and, and I think that it's quite good for the English game, some of their, their manner and their way that they come across. And, um, you know... I, as much as the, they bring a lot of negative um, things with them, that they bring an awful lot of positives as well. So, it, it, you know, not everyone can, can like everyone and not everyone's going to like the style of football that people want and people play and the way they carry on. But, you know, there are a decent batch of managers around um, at the moment. Um, and not all foreign, by the way. I, I quite like Eddie Howe as well. Mm. You know, I think he's done a decent job. And, you know, we, we, we detract a little bit because I quite like Conti at the moment. You know, as everyone does, you know, first season in, it's going to be interesting what he does uh, in the forthcoming weeks. Mm. I, well, I mean, without going over old ground, I, I thought that actually that was a, a huge result for, for Conte against Spurs. I think for, for him personally, you know, I thought that really kind of just reminded everybody just how good he is. Um, but going back to Everton very quickly, because, you know, they, they've obviously sold Lukaku, which, is, a, which is, is huge for them because he got so many of their goals last season. And of course, they brought in their old boy, uh, Wayne Rooney and I, I think it would be remiss of us on the show not to talk about Wayne for a second because of course he's he's just well I mean apart from the fact he scored his 200th Premier League goal last weekend so he's the only the second player to get 200 goals in the Premier League um, but of course he's announced he's re, uh, re, you know retired from international football um, and of course you know his his stats are unrivaled I mean he, he's got the record goals at Man United record goals for England um, 119 caps um, I think the question yeah. Sorry, Dave. To interrupt. That's right. Absolutely Go wonderful career, and, and and you know, I really hope that uh, you know, it, not in a, in a way, Chelsea fans give him the respect he deserves. I think for <laughs> an English player. And an Englishman to come out and have the career he's done as a youngster to go back to Everton, I think it's a fantastic move for him. I, I think he could be so proud of his career. You know, people will always look at the headlines, adverse publicity he gets in certain instances. But we've had players like that over the years, and. You know, but in terms of what he's done for football, I mean, unbelievable. And uh, mm. for me, a round of applause all the time for Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Um, whatever he does now, what you know, um, it, you can see him um, slowly going down the ladder, if you like. Um, he hit the heights of England and and so on. And Manchester United. And, uh, oh, I'm not saying Everton's a downward step, but you know, age waits for no man, and you know, it, <laughs> age is catching up with him. <clears throat> but um, he's had a wonderful career, and you can look back on it with immense pride. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you, when when you you know you see you see a whole player's career, and, and you're right, it has ups and downs and everything. But I think at the end of the day, there's a really interesting question that's been kicking around actually all week: is you know how how great a player uh, was Wayne Rooney? Because I I remember you know when he burst onto the scene, you know, both at Everton and, and then United in England, and uh, you know it kind of came on the back of. Uh, 
of uh, Michael Owen being England striker. And I remember we all got excited about him. And then, of course, injuries kind of hampered his career a bit. But the excitement about Wayne Rooney was huge. And, and, and yet there's a feeling that, you know, and this sounds really harsh. There's a feeling that he's disappointed. And on the one hand, how can you say that when you look at his career overall? But is there that kind of nagging suspicion that, you know, that we, we, he missed out a little bit? Well, possibly, you know, if we go back to the golden generation, mm. what an England team it was. You know, there is the Skulls, uh, the Gerrards, uh, you know, the, all, all these side, people who was in, in in this side. And, you know, the expectancy fell down a little bit, you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, Rooney was part of that. Uh, he's been part of a few good England sides. And because they didn't win the World Cup and they didn't go on and do certain things, there's always this... Yeah. Well, he wasn't that great and so on. But you can only score goals against what's in front of you and you can only yeah. play against the teams that are in front of you. And, you know, he was selected at the amount of times that he was. He scored goals, the amount of goals that he got against the teams that were in front of him. You can't do any more. Um, how great will be in people's heads. You know, it's their own opinions and they can make. But in modern mm. football, there's there's a lot more international games, you know. Um, so And there's a lot more let's say, weaker opposition uh, to, to play against and, and more games piled in than perhaps there was before. But, you know, people can make their own judgments, but I say you can only play what's in front of you. And yeah. uh, these are the fixtures and he's played in it and, and he produced during that period. So, come on, uh, give him a bit of a, a yeah, bit of credit. Yeah. Um, we, we, well, we've had bit... players like, like Lampard, Terry's and all that, they played in the same time. You know, um, we would expect them to get the credit. So I think yeah. it's got to be right that we give credit out. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, uh, you know, he'd be in my one of my well, he'd be in my greatest England eleven without a doubt. I think he's been a smashing player, and fair play to him. Um, and let's hope he has an absolute stinker against us on Sunday. <laughs> I'll just yeah, leave yeah. it at that. I mean, the reality is, of course, is we, we, you know, we've got a pretty good record against Everton. I was reading somewhere actually that um, our record against Everton's almost as good as it has been against Spurs in in, in fairly recent memory. Um, I think the first question, really, though, um, is Morata or Batshuayi for you? on Sunday? Yeah, I think we stick with Morata. Tough game mm. away at Wembley, um, you know, uh, against Spurs. This time, home game, um, home crowd, bit of support. He's, I hope he's learnt a, a fair deal from that initial introduction. Um, you know, it was a pretty rough introduction for him, but home games are generally a little bit better. Mm. And, uh, you know, a little bit more support, a bit more help from perhaps a referee. The crowd will certainly be behind him more rather than the majority of the crowd away um, yeah definitely Morata to start and uh, an improved performance hopefully. yeah well let's hope so I mean it, 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 a lot of interesting conundrums coming up because you know Everton are playing Hadjuk split in the uh, Europa Cup tonight uh, in Croatia so they may they may be a bit tired but on the other hand uh, you know, their season started earlier, so they may be a little bit sharper than Chelsea, a bit more match fit. So, I, I personally, I think it's going to be quite a tight game. I mean, you know, I know we walloped them 5-0 at home last year and, you know, at the beginning of that wonderful run that we went on. But, I, you know, given, given, uh, given the fact that, you know, we've probably got a couple of strikers who aren't at the top of their game, given the fact that they don't have uh, Lukaku anymore, I, I see it being quite a tight possibly tactical game with not many goals. Yeah, possibly. Um, I think the boys, Sigurdsson, that they signed is a very good player. Um, You know, I I think they've got decent players. They're going to have to adapt without Lukaku, who was a big threat. But uh, I've seen enough of them, you know, um, to believe that they can pose a threat. 
and they've got good players all around. And it's interesting, Kuma playing a lot of youngsters and what I've seen of them so far, the youngsters putting in a shift and, you know, at least holding their own. And that's what you expect from a, a youngster going into a side. I always say hit the ground running, but, you know, holding your own and, you know, not looking out of place, that, that's a good starting point. Mm. Well, they've got a pretty good defence by the looks of it, I think, you know, and that that Pickford's a, a highly rated goalkeeper. He's one of the youngsters you're talking about. So, you know, that's what I mean, really. I think, you know, a good defence, they've got a good defence, but maybe not so sharp up front. And, and you could argue that we're the same at the moment, which is why I think it might be might be quite tight. Um, but that having been said, um, I mean, you know, this is the interesting thing, actually, because, I mean, Marcus Alonso proved this last week, didn't he, that, you know, Chelsea actually can score goals from all over the park, which I think is quite encouraging, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's a must at the moment. Um, until you get a Morata settled down or a striker playing on a regular basis and you're, you're confident he's going to get your 20, 25 goals, at least that way, if, I mean, if you have that, you can sort of not say build a team around it, but you, there's a ex- degree of expectancy. Um, or you have a Lampard in midfield who's going to score mm. you 20 goals. In Chelsea's team at the moment, there, there, there are a few where you're not going to get goals, I, I, I believe. You know, I can't see Kante getting many goals. I can't see Bakayaku getting many goals. You know, all right, Kay will get his goals from centre-back, but I don't see many others. Louise, possibly. You know, Moses chips in. So there are areas where you do expect goals, but we're going to need a 20-25 goals from somewhere. And we're, yeah. we are relying heavily, I have to say, on our main striker to replace the, the goals that Diego Costa scored in the last few seasons. Yeah, absolutely right. OK, uh, no, uh, we have to nail our colours to the mast now, Kerry. So wh- wh- how do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I think we'll win. I think it's a, a 2-1 stroke 3-1 um, home mm. win. Um, won't name the goal scorers just yet. I know you've said a tight niggly 1-0 or something, or perhaps. Uh, but um, I think I think if we get, get our noses in front, the crowd will be buoyed. Um, yeah, uh, 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 a 2-1 is uh, where I'll look for. Mm. I mean, I was I was tempted. Yeah, I was tempted by that. I, well, it always helps, doesn't it? An early goal, and you know the stats kind of prove that when we score first, uh, then we tend to go on and win the game, particularly at home. But uh, I'll be I, I'll be on. I, I've got a sneaking suspicion this is either going to be a, a, a one nil or, or a one one. I I just really just don't see a lot of goals in it. Uh, and Everton actually, I mean, you know, so far they've beaten Stoke one nil at home and they drew one one against City. So. Again, that tells me that they're hard. They're hard to score against, but they're not going to really score the, score you many goals either. So I'm going to go either one nil or one. I need, I really need to like because that's a bit unfair, isn't it? I'm kind of getting two bites of the cherry here. I'm going to say one nil. How about that? Okay, no problem. I did see the City game, and uh, believe me, City should have scored about six. Uh, well, but true. never mind. They yeah. were rather wasteful in their finishing. But never mind. Um, I'll stick with two uh, one. Okay, done deal. I'm sure one of us will be right. Let's hope so. Anyway, listen before <laughs> before we go, I've got a, I've got a special uh, shout out to make for a for a superb mate of mine. He, he he's been listening to the fan cast pretty much since we started doing it in 2008, and uh, and he's become a great friend, and he's one of my my regular uh, drinking buddies. And he goes home and away, and he he sent me this hilar- hilarious text, which he asked me to read to you. And and then I will give you the context of it afterwards, which is even funnier. But anyway, he says, mate, any chance of a quick mention on, on the show for my 60th birthday on Saturday and for everyone to get to the cock, which is a pub, I hasten to add, uh, before and after the Everton game? Uh, I'm in agony. I'm in agony at present as Tom jumped on top of me after the winner against Spurs. 
and I lost my balance and my ribs landed on the back of the seat in front. I've not had much sleep and it hurts to laugh, cough, yawn, sneeze, blow my nose and yes, wipe my arse. He says, give Kerry my love and thanks in anticipation. That's Steve Byrne, or also known as Buncey, Kerry. Absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, great story. And uh, hopefully um, they'll be jumping around a little bit more this uh, weekend and uh, make sure we don't land on the seat in front of him. But, uh, yeah, thanks for the message. And, um, of course, keep listening to the show. And um, great to hear from you. And we should, we should wish him a very happy 60th birthday as well, Kerry. What a milestone. Yeah, wonderful. Um, heading that way myself soon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, happy birthday uh, for whatever it was or is. And, no, it's uh, it's on Saturday. A, a wonderful day. If it's on Saturday, then, then great, even better. Um, let's hope you've had a good celebration the night before. It's a bit like uh, the night before the, the day that is. So uh, let's hope that's the case. Well, no, Buncey, he'll be on it all day Saturday and, and all day before and, and after the match on Sunday. So, Buncey, from me and Kerry, have a cracking birthday, mate. I don't mean to, to make a pun out of the cracking because I know you've cracked your ribs, but have a, have a great birthday, mate, from both me and Kerry. Right, that's about all, all, all we've got time for, I think, this week. Uh, and uh, we will be back. Uh, we won't be back next week because it's an international break, but we'll be back after that. Uh, and I can't wait, can't wait for that, as always. Kerry, as, as always, you have been fantastic, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon, mate. Thanks very much, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 